Cats, your fan base news and analysis for all things Denver Broncos. Uh, we got a pretty short, sweet episode for you guys this week. Uh, I am your host, Austin, joined here with Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Good, af- good evening or good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. Doing fantastic. Ian, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I mean... All given the loss. Given the loss. So uh, we are coming at you. We had a we had a podcast uh, that we released after week two, and we are releasing this one here after week four, following the Kansas City Chiefs um, game in Denver, the Broncos game against the Chiefs, in which we uh, lost one of the hardest games that I've uh, experienced in a long time uh, in yep. terms of losing. Um. And this is this is two two consecutive losses for us. We uh, didn't have a chance to do or to release uh, at least. We did have one recorded, but did not get a chance to release the podcast following the Ravens game. So we have two losses here to talk about, which is definitely not the spot that we wanted to be in rolling into Week Five. So um, I, I do want to kind of start. Let's we're going to briefly touch on the. Uh, uh, the Ravens game. Um, not going to spend too much time on that because we're probably all moved on from that for the most part. But, uh, but Ian, mm-hmm. I do want to start with you. What are some of the things when you're when you're looking at the Ravens game? Uh, obviously, as you know, there was a lot of bad officiating in that. Chances that we should have won that game. But, uh, but let's uh, let's go to you about kind of what your thoughts were with that game. Well, that game, uh, the Petco penalty on the. Special teams played. Probably that's probably the best I've ever seen the Broncos play on special teams. Yeah, the illegal with, block in the back. Well, yeah, where when he Harris was the going guy. for the touchdown. Yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous. I, yeah. That's you know whoever like threw the flag, his hand should be cut off. Yeah, uh, and he definitely <laughs> should not be in the. Uh, he should go to whatever his normal nine to five job is, which yeah. he probably is not good at either. Um, <laughs> if this is any, uh, any indication. Yeah, yeah. If this is any indication, this is how you do your job. You probably are failing on all aspects of your entire life. Oh um, <laughs> quarterback play wasn't great. It was okay. Uh, yeah, running, think... running game was decent. We did lose, uh, we did lose, um, what's his name? Uh, Philip Lindsay, because he was <laughs> throwing the ejection. punches. My goodness, yeah. Which, <laughs> which, by punches. the way, he was not, not throwing, really throwing punches. punches. He was trying to get the ball, which he I was, was trying to rip. Yeah, he was trying that. to rip the ball away. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty pissed about that one. Like, you know, he's trying to break, like break free, break the ball free. Yeah. Um, it's a, it was a winnable game. Obviously, I mean, it was our first game away from home. Which you know, early games, one o'clock games for Denver on the East Coast usually end up in a loss, just historically. Especially in Baltimore, we have not been good in Baltimore since. Yeah, uh, you bet. You've been to one of them games. Yeah, um, since the Ravens. Yeah, you there. and Cabot have been yeah. to one of those games. Um, but uh, yeah, that was uh, the the Chris Sims game, wasn't it? That was that was <laughs> oh, the Redskins. Uh, same season. That was in Washington. Chris Sims. Same season. Uh, okay. Okay. Different yeah. Game. Yeah. Oh, Chris sounds, um, but um, you know, I mean, it was a, every game that we've played so far has been winnable. I thought, and, and then I'll just kind of scoot into the Chiefs game real quick. Um, that was the most unwinnable game I felt like for the season, and we played 
top notch. Mm-hmm. So I think I was telling you about this last night. I think if we play that style of football, the three quarters that we did play of really good football. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, yeah. Clar- clarify. Are you talking about the Chiefs game now? Yeah, yeah. So I moved okay. to the Chiefs game. Okay. So and so if we play the three quarters, because we didn't do that in in, um, in Baltimore. We did no. not do that. Um, it was a pretty mediocre game, even though we sh- offense didn't show up. Our special teams showed up. That's what I have to say about that game. But with the Chiefs game, um, and we'll get into it more and more in depth, but if we play three quarters the way we play, if we play four quarters the way we played the three quarters against the Chiefs' vaunted offense, we we win most of the games that we have on our schedule. Yeah. But we have a problem, and it's called Case Keenum. <laughs> so I will let y'all talk about that before I get back involved with this. I do think that uh... – Case Keenum's a problem, as as you and I have talked yep. about off off the air. I don't think he's the only problem because, uh, as vaunted as that offense is in Kansas City, and it truly is mm-hmm. so, um, we did a great job of of containing them for, like you said, three quarters of the game. We did a, a great job containing. Them. We had a great plan. Yeah. All right. So, I'll, and I, this is something oh. else I'll say too. So well, for for the first half. Pastor Mahomes had like 65 passing yards. Now, this is what they call their version of John Elway. Uh, he's been lighting up everybody else's defense, but for for two quarters, he didn't pass for anything. We, we killed him. That fourth quarter, though, he had 150 No, yards, I know. So, so to, fin- to finish my thought, um, to finish my thought, we – so for three quarters, we – we did contain that vaunted offense. However, um, good teams do not blow that game. Good teams do not blow that game. As as you have informed me, it has not been since 2004 since we've given up a 10-point ten po- ten fourth quarter lead. Lead at home. Lead at home, yeah. And yep. and that's the thing. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how good we play for three quarters if we can't close out a game. And that's, that's the issue is we couldn't close out that game, and that game was at home. And, pa- and Patrick Mahomes had the most passing yards outside of the pocket. out of the pocket since the merger. Yeah, since the AFL wow. NFL merger. Wow, just unbelievable. And that's the thing is, like in the fourth quarter, we just fell apart at home with everything on our side. Our defense is supposedly built for a lead with Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller, yet they were unheard of for the most part. Every time that anyone got to the quarterback. They literally just missed him. I can't tell you. There's, there's got to be seven or eight times where we got to him with plenty of time and we just missed. And then he'd roll out and, and throw it for 30 yards. That we would literally just miss him when he's standing in the pocket. And I saw that yep. on countless occasions that I think, in my opinion, were the difference in the game. Now, with that being, with that being, with that being said... I, I don't think the game would have been that close if we if we don't miss all those sacks that we should have had. Yeah. We got there in plenty of time and we just missed. Now Von with, Miller's got to play better. Oh, Von Miller, that's that is your 
that is your forte right there. That is exactly why you got paid yeah. the money you got paid was for that exact moment. You're got, You're your team's got the lead. Money. Your team's yep. got the lead, and you are pinning yours back, and you miss multiple uh, situations to get a sack. Now, of course, he could have he could have had three sacks in the game. Of course, we're this, talking like this is easy. We're talking like this is easy. But I saw Darian Stewart miss a miss. Just miss a guy, miss miss him in the pocket. I saw um, a Shaq Barrett just miss him when he was in the pocket, and I saw Von Miller do it too. I don't know if I know every single person that missed him when he was in the pocket, but there were just countless missed sacks. Oh, Bradley Chubb, everybody on the defense. Bradley Chubb dove at him when he didn't have to, try to get his shoestrings, and then and then didn't get it. So, um. Just that to me was the the primary difference in the game. However, there was something else. I'm not going to get to it right away. Kevin, I want to hear your thoughts before we get to that point. We're going to get to that fourth quarter drive in just a minute. But, Kevin, before we do, what were your primary takeaways um, from this Kansas City game? Well, first off, um, I mean, let's let's take a look at where we've been over the last couple years. We haven't been a very good team. Uh, last year we were five and eleven with a rookie coach. With a lot of games we were embarrassed in, and uh, certainly there were stretches last year where we looked and played like the worst team in the NFL. So now we're in year two of the Vance Joseph re- regime. We see signs of life in the first few games. You know we we're playing respectably. Uh, offensive production's much better than it's been for a couple years. But I still was very nervous going into this game against KC because most football observers think KC or LA or you know those their teams are the two best teams in the league certainly offensively, and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, I was apprehensive, <laughs> frightened, um, and because I've seen this story before, I was worried we could be blown out. Um, but you know what, we played really well, and uh, as Ian mentioned, about as good as this team has played under Vance Joseph. Uh, even with the fourth qu- quarter collapse, we we did a really good job against an explosive offense. Our running attack looked to be uh, one of the best elite, e- elite one of the best yeah. one of the best in the league. There was a lot of positives. Uh, a f- it came down to three or four plays where we didn't step up, and that's that's the NFL, you know. And the good teams find a way to win. The bad teams find a way to lose. We're still not a good team. I wouldn't call us a bad team, but we're not a good team yet. We're mediocre, and that's so, almost the worst place yeah. to be. So, you know, and, and there's a lot of head scratching now about Case Keenum. Who is this guy? This is like the worst start he's had over the first four games of uh, uh, in his career. Of he, his career. He's usually a pretty hot starter. So I don't know how much of that is on him and on the coaching staff combination of. I'm not ready to quite give up on the guy, but I'm not enthusiastic uh, he obviously missed a uh, wide open uh, Demarius Thomas there at the end. Uh, we, everybody knows about that. And, but you know, th- there's some there's some takeaways here. I feel I feel good about even in a devastating loss. And we'll talk about the Jets. But the coaching staff and this team can gain redemption with a road win. And we historically, as we saw in Baltimore, have not played well when we when we play one o'clock games on the East Coast. So uh, this week is almost a must win game in my mind uh to get this it is to get this win. right because we beat them on the road because guess who we're playing next we got the rams at home 
And uh, we got the, so so if we lose to the Jets, now we're faced losing the Rams. We're gonna be two and four in a heartbeat. So we really really need to step up on the road. And Case Keenum nice to, needs to start playing like an eighteen million dollar quarterback. Not not only that, but if we if we lose if we lose to the Jets with uh, pending, and I hate to say likely loss to the Rams, but that's in LA, and that's probably pretty likely. Um, we we not only go to two and four, but we have a four game losing streak. Yep. Which but but you got to think about the Rams. Oddly similar to last year. Yep. Yeah, you got to think about the Rams though. They are down. Basically, Marcus Peters was not himself when he played on Thursday night. He wasn't actually supposed to be in that game, and we already know that Akib Talib is out for eight games. So they're and, and that game is defense, in Denver. I mean, they're, they're, the they're, game's in Denver, guys. We got a break there. The game oh, is Denver. in Denver. My apologies. It is in Denver. But here's um, go ahead. I'm... But here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Rams. Um, they're down a lot of people. This is, I think, the Rams game is where Case Keenum has to show up because running the ball is almost not an option against that team. I mean, our offensive line has looked almost 100% better than last year, but it's not good enough yet to face Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue. Our run game is going to be null and void, I think, during that game. I, this is where our pass game has to step up because we can attack them because they don't – they got shields who's been playing really good for being basically a third guy, you know, because Peters is out and uh, Tlaib's out. So, but they can be beat through the air. So oh, I know. the Rams, that's that's what we got to do. But here, here's the thing against Rams, and we're getting way too far ahead of ourselves, so we need to retract it here in just a Oh, dude, second. we're everywhere, bro. But but against the Rams, you can talk about keep Tlaib's out, uh, God, I wish we still had him. Keep Tlaib's out, Marcus Peters is out. Yeah, we can talk about all the guys that they have out. But then they're a good team. So the team, without key guys, the team still came through and won a game against a team that I think just about everyone would consider is better than we are. So when well, Akita Vikings, Lee yeah. and Marcus Peters was out and their defense was, was lacking, guess what? Their offense steps up. Jared Goff goes out and throws six touchdowns. They are a good team. They're all around. They're built top to bottom to win games, not just if – this guy and this guy are in the game, but overall top to bottom. I mean, no one, I don't think anyone thinks Jared Goff is a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, at least not at this point, but their team is so good that people will step up and win the game, even against teams that are elite teams, even when guys are injured, even when guys are out. And that's the thing you can, we can say like, Oh yeah, well the, the Rams are missing this and they're missing that. Well, it didn't seem to matter. Um, Against a team that I think, like I said, most people would consider are better than we are. Um, they got Wade Phillips. They got Wade Phillips. That's all they need. And by the yeah, way, guys, let me jump in real quick because in my uh, commentary on the Chiefs game, I somehow failed to mention Patrick Mahomes. Joe Wood. Patrick oh, Mahomes. Okay. I mean, this guy single-handedly beat us. And I just want to read. I know we don't normally do this on a podcast, but I want to read a quote from Chris Harris Jr. Okay. Chris Harris Jr. said, quote, um, you think those things are going to happen, t- 
talking about Mahomes uh, breaking out of the pocket and beating the defense. He goes, you think those things are probably going to happen like twice a game. You might have to cover a little bit longer. But with Mahomes, it happened probably 20 times in that game. That never mm-hmm. happens. He goes, Harris Jr. said, admitting it definitely wore out the defense. Quote, I don't want to make any excuse, but I think that really took a lot out of us. Having to cover that long on so many plays, Harris ended up going out. trying. He had two IVs uh, of fluids to fight leg cramps. I mean, that defense mm-hmm. was put in an impossible position against Mahomes because that guy played like all world. There's not no, many. the secondary was put in an impossible situation because their pass rushers missed him in the pocket every time. <laughs> like, let's be real. I saw that guy. That, uh, I, I saw that guy. He's a he was a magician back there. It's like Elway did it to defenses, made no, him look it, foolish. I understand, and I'm not taking that away from him. I saw that too, but I also saw multiple times. If you watch that game again, which I have, I also saw multiple times where guys, he would be in the pocket, and Shaq Barrett or Von Miller would literally just miss him, Mm -hmm. would just miss him like they're getting too excited, or they assume that he's going to about to break out of the pocket, so they try to preemptively prepare for that or whatever. But I saw multiple, multiple times where they just literally missed him when he was in the pocket, not after he'd broken out. When you when he breaks out of the pocket, that's a whole nother story. There's, you know, where that left handed pass. Like that you don't really that I don't really put that on Vaughn Miller because that was just a ridiculous play. But when he was in the pocket, there were there were probably six or seven times where we literally just missed him when he was in the pocket. And that is largely what put the secondary in the position that Chris Harris is talking about. Because he would get missed, and then he'd be like, oh, crap, that guy almost tackled me. Let me roll out. By the I way, saw it multiple times. By, by the way, don't disagree. Uh I just stumbled across an unbelievable stat. I just have to throw this out there. The Broncos are av- – think about our – this is our running game. Statistic about our, how good our running game is. The Broncos are – Our running game has been great. The Broncos are – think about this. This is crazy. The Broncos are averaging more yards per carry before contact, 4.3 yards. We're averaging 4.3 yards before contact per carry. And – our average before contact is greater than the, than 17 NFL teams are averaging per carry, including after contact, if you follow me. There's, yeah. there, there's 17 teams that yeah. don't even average 4.3 yards of carry. We average, total. We, total. We average 4.3 before contact. I mean, our offensive scheme, at least running scheme, looks unbelievable right now. we got to continue to ride that like we've already talked about. And here's where I have the gripe on that one. So – Royce Freeman has eight carries, a touchdown. He's averaging, for that game, he averaged over eight yards per carry, mm. but rushed it eight times. That's it. So, yeah. so here's another stat. Lindsey rushed it like 12 times. He had like 5.7 yards of carry. Now, in between the two is our boy Booker. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now he's a bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 
He's a better pass. He 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 does definitely pass block better than both those two. And he's probably a better receiver than both those two. But seriously, if this team wants to win games, you take all the carries that Booker would have had because he was in almost the entire fourth quarter. Mm. Almost the entire fourth quarter. That's because you t- we had like four plays in the fourth quarter before the final. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 but yeah, that's, it that's irrelevant. But he played more plays than than uh, than Freeman, which is a travesty. You don't that doesn't happen. You shouldn't do that. But what? That's, but that, you have to. But you what? What situations was he playing more plays? In what situations? Because Booker had one carry and one catch. It wasn't like he was vulturing. No, a it, lot was of pa- opportunities. it was. Pa- it was. No, no, it was pass blocking. I mean, that's what he was in there for. Okay. But here's the thing that I think with the Denver Broncos, they are doing wrong. So if you heard Vance Joseph's press conference, um, they knew the running game was it was it was it was on fire. It was on fire. We were winning the game running the ball and then a couple of good pass plays and stuff like that. But here's where he's not getting it as a coach because he says, you know, you run the ball to save time on the clock. You pass the ball to score points. But what are we doing? We're running the ball to score points and not passing the ball to score points at all. Like, we went away from the run when we should have not. We were up 23-13. Should have never stopped running the ball at all. And then Vance Joseph says, hey, we got to throw the ball to make points. You didn't need points. You needed a run clock, and you were going against a defense that is insanely bad. Like, and your quarterback can't complete passes for touchdowns. So why would you get away from why? Why does Freeman have eight rushes? Yeah, but he's rushing almost every time he's. Almost every time he touches the ball, he's getting a first down or two yards shy. I know, and he's breaking tackles, too. By the way, has there ever been a free agent, rookie free agent, to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Right now, Phillip Lindsay is averaging 5.9 yards a carry. Christian McCaffrey is averaging 5.9 yards a carry. They're tied. They both have about 270 yards. Um, mm-hmm. McCaffrey's turning out to be the real deal. But Philip Lindsay's turning out to be our version of McCaffrey. Pretty insane statistics for an undrafted rookie running back. Yeah, and they both they they basically have the same body style too. Yeah. Yeah. Now I I do want to hit on what you were saying, Ian. I I have to say that I I and we we've talked about this prior to right now. I don't I don't really see I don't really see what you're seeing in reference to that game because. Uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we had one drive outside of and, – and, and correct me if I'm wrong here. We had one drive. Uh, once we mm-hmm. went up 10 points, we only had one drive outside of the, the, the last attempt. And in that drive, right. we ran the ball twice and threw it once. Yeah, it was the three-and-out drive. That was it was the, a three-and-out the... drive. We ran the ball twice. And we threw it once. So with that being said, we go up 10 points and we run it two times out of three plays. 
So I'm not no. sure where you're getting at that we're that like we just suddenly stopped running the ball, other than the fourth quarter, which we literally couldn't run the ball uh, on that last drive because of time. So they ran the ball. T- they ran the ball 22 times out of 60 plays. That we had we had 60 snaps on offense. They ran it 22 times. And how many? Times how many? How many were on that last drive? Yards. That I don't know. I don't remember how many snaps. I'm were thinking, on that last if I'm drive. not mistaken, seven. I'm thinking seven or eight. Okay. I mean, it sounds about right. I watched the game twice, but I didn't. I didn't uh, track the snap counts. Yeah. So well, I I understand, but I'm thinking seven or eight, which are which were a situation where. We literally had to throw the we had, literally had to throw the ball. We couldn't not throw the ball in that situation. Um, and so you kind of have to take that out of the sixty plays. So may, so let's say 52, 53 plays, and twenty two were, um, twenty two were so, running plays. Okay. Now, in addition to those, um, in addition to those plays at the end of the game, we'd also have to look at um, situations where. It was a third and long, and we had to throw the mm-hmm. ball. You know, oh, yeah. running's not really an option. And if you take those into account, you're probably right around 50-50, which is what an offense should target. Because if you start running the ball every play, the run becomes less effective. So 50-50 balance is exactly what you want with any offense, even if your strong suit is running the ball, you want 50, 50 balance because it'll still keep the guys off balance on the defense to prevent them from loading the box every single play. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So in, I'm just, I'm just, so I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but in the context of that game, I didn't necessarily feel like we were not running the ball enough when we should have. In the context no, I mean, of no, that game, I mean, yeah, I get it a little bit. Um, I think the Broncos have always been a run-first team, anyways. If you outside of the Peyton Manning years, outside of the Peyton Manning years, outside of the, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Outside of the Peyton, yeah, the Manning years, we weren't a running team. We were a high-flying offense, uh, which we ain't now. Um, I just think. And you're right on, on most of the things you just said anyways. I think that we should have ran the ball more mm-hmm. than we did. Mm-hmm. Because our quarterback is not stepping up. He's not $18 million worth. I mean, I mean, it, it sucks. And I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to toot your horn, but dude, he's playing worse than Simeon, bro. Absolutely. 100%. He's playing. He is the 31st. Wor- he, he's number 31. Out of 34. Out yeah. of 34, he's 31. That's horrible. Um, he's got, I, I mean, I don't know if last year was an outlier. Rating. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, he's got to get like, like they got to torch the the Jets. They have to torch them. Now, here's the like, thing. This, this, I agree. They have to torch the Jets. They cannot hold back against that team, especially because that team is very good against the pass. I think they're sixth ranked against the pass. Um, yeah, they're good. But to here, the the one the one, and probably only credit. Well, I'm gonna give two credits to Case Keenum. Two <laughs> credits to Case okay. Keenum. 
The first of which okay. is I'm a huge fan of Simeon. Everyone who has ever listened to this podcast knows that. I'm a fan of Simeon. I think he's a much better quarterback via pure skill. Yeah, we know. Case Keenum is a better leader. Case Keenum has much more leadership than, Very true. than the guy, any of the guys that we had last year. Simeon's more of a soft-spoken guy. Well, yeah, he's a, he, more yeah, in he, your face. He's not as so. I'm just yeah. Leadership-wise, Case Keenum has that much better. Secondly, Case Keenum plays well in the fourth quarter against Seattle, the game-winning drive, against uh, Oakland, Oakland yeah. game-winning drives. I mean, he had to bring yeah. us back from a twelve-nothing deficit. I don't know how. Yeah. And in the Ravens game, he really wasn't in a position in which he could do so because we were we were down by multiple scores. Um, and in this game, we started at the 15-yard line with, what, a minute? You said a minute 36 or something like that? Yep. A minute 36, we started our own 15-yard line and went four for five on that drive. Four for five on that drive to get us to the 28-yard line within that time frame. We were in a we were in a position to win that game. We were in a position to win that game. Yep. Now, as I've said to you guys off air, Case Keenum, there's literally never a time or a situation in which you should not make that throw. There is never a situation when you have a clean pocket, which he did. If you go back and look that, he he was he not did. under pressure. He was able to step up into the throw like he should, have all the perfect form, and he just missed a wide open six foot four receiver who has a very large catch radius. He just overthrew it, guy going into the end zone, and he had no excuse for it because there was he was not under pressure, he was not getting hit, none of those things. Because it's basically unheard of that anybody. There's no quarterback in the NFL, not just starting quarterback. There's no NFL quarterback who should ever miss that throw. That is a throw that a high school is going to make nine out of ten times. So no NFL quarterback should ever miss that throw under the conditions that they were in. Yeah, and if and if a high schooler misses it, he's not going to college on a exactly scholarship. Exactly. There's absolutely no excuse, and 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 that, that's what I said. I wanted to preface it with credit to Case Keenum because he has played well in the fourth quarter this year. Even though he overall, has. He has. overall, he has not been a good quarterback this year. He has played well in the fourth no. quarter against Seattle and against Oakland, and didn't really have the chance against uh, Baltimore. And in this game, up till that throw. But with that being said, that throw is unexcusable and unforgivable. You cannot ever miss that throw in that circumstance when you have a clean pocket and room to step up into it. That is a never ever situation. And he did it with a divisional game at home to tie for the division lead. That's what happened. And to win the game. I can't agree. Well, that's what I'm saying to, to, to tie the division lead. Cause we both right, have been three exactly. and one at that point. And now yeah. the next time we play KC, who's probably still going to be the division leader at that time. It's going to be in KC, which we don't win very often in KC. Nobody nobody wins in KC, dude. That was, I mean, <laughs> that is an unforgivable mistake. And here's the thing. By the time we take the field on Sunday against the Jets, it will have been 27 days, four weeks, 
Since he's thrown a touchdown Since pass. Since Case Keenum has thrown a touchdown pass, and he has not missed a single offensive snap in that time frame. Are yeah. you kidding me? It's pretty terrible. Like, can we can we trade for Simeon? Like, like what do we got to do at this point? Like, that is, I mean, well, and, and, well, and, and, and as I said. Simeon's not even the backup there. He's the third string I can care guy. less. I've seen him make the throw. Trade for Slaughter. I've seen him make that throw a number of times. <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't care where he's at on a roster. I don't care where I mean, let's give me anybody at this point. Any guy in the Chad league can Kelly. make that throw. Chad Kelly. Except Chad for Kelly. Chad Kelly. Chad so, Kelly. I mean he's on the roster. I mean, this is the outlier. I mean I think I think if they lose say the Broncos lose against the Jets, which I don't think they will. Um, but if they do they lose against the Jets. They lose against the Rams. I Going got a feeling. The, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Oh, no, no. You're fine. Um, I think the hot seat got hotter for Vance Joseph, and he's out by our bye, which our bye week's week 10. Um, you got to start thinking about if, like, he doesn't complete any, any touchdown passes. You got to start thinking about making a making a change. Not saying you should make a change yet, but start thinking about making a change. They can't beat the Jets. Then they go and play at home. You know how the Broncos fancy we lose a couple games at home, they're gonna turn nasty. And they're they, I mean they're already I mean the fans are already calling for Chad Kelly, which I think is ridiculous. They're not gonna put Chad um, Kelly in there for a long, long time until the season's possibly no, long. Putting Chad Kelly in is admitting the season's over. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, for real. That, I mean, yeah, that's completely right. They're they're admitting we messed up. I mean, and we've seen uh, we've seen yeah, it. I, I, I wish we weren't even having this listen, conversation. Listen, listen. <laughs> he he missed that final throw. If he hits that final throw, it's a big if. Obviously, this conversation is completely different. That's one throw he missed. Oh it, it yeah, we a, talk about it he's was, the greatest. It, we're thinking, hey, we're on our way back. It's one throw. I mean, he he's brought our team back as 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 Austin just said. I feel like I need to defend the guy now. Uh, but but he he's shown that he can lead this team. He can bring us back in tight spots. He almost did it again against KC. Um, it overthrew by a yard or two. It was ugly, but bad throw. But listen, I think he's our quarterback for this season, and then we're going to re- reassess. Um, I, I agree, and that's what I was, I was saying to Ian yesterday, that there's no other options at this point. It's either he improves – or, you know, or he doesn't. You know, we don't have or, other options. Or, yeah, we go down with the ship, yeah. basically. Yeah, they're not going to – John always got too much pride to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we bought the – I mean, we – if you look at everything, everybody, all the veterans, they're all on, they're all on two-year contracts. They're all they're, – they're, bas- they're in a win now, which they're not doing. But they're on a win now basis. I mean, what do you got? Sanders, you got Thomas, you got Pecco, you got most of the older dudes are on Keenum, are on two year contracts. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it doesn't work out this year, you could pretty much they drafted well enough that you could let most of them go. Hey guys, you if it didn't they... if it doesn't work out this Agreed. season. So hey guys, can we just make some predictions on the Jets? I know. Austin, you're in a tight timeline, so maybe we can get mm-hmm. this thing wrapped up. 
I you know I you know I predicted a win at at, at the Ravens. Uh, I predicted a win at KC. Uh, yeah, predict so a I'm, lose this I time, am bro. going to refrain from making a prediction. <laughs> All right, I, I for the sake of the team. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I did I did predict that the Broncos were going to beat the Chiefs twenty four to fourteen, and you know at one point it was twenty three to fourteen. I thought I was going to look like a genius. I there. predicted I really predicted, good. I thought you were, I thought I thought I was going to look bad because I was the one that said they weren't going to beat them. So, I predicted twenty four twenty three, is what my prediction was. So right, <laughs> yeah, this Jets game on the road is massively important. And it will be a statement. It's it, one of the most important. It, games. It's going to be a statement game on the Vance Joseph regime here. We have enough talent to really beat any team, and we showed that against the Chiefs. The problem with this team under Vance Joseph is we never seem to bounce back from adversity at all. We haven't done it. We never, right. never have done it. Step stiffened up, played over. Well, our other head. than the two comeback wins that we have this year. No, yeah. no, I'm saying after adversity, we faced – this is big-time adversity, this loss at home to Kansas City. Now, okay. that's what I mean, not coming back. But in last year, we just constantly fell apart after any adversity, an early fumble turnover. Yeah, we showed some grit early, to your point. We showed a little bit of grit. But let's see, what are we going to do on the road after an incredibly difficult loss at home to your rival within the division? And – I feel that the Broncos have the grit this year, and I feel a little bit more confident with a veteran quarterback like Keenan that we can beat the Jets on the road. So I'm going to pick us. I think our defense is going to continue to play well. Luckily, we're not playing Mahomes this week. Uh, we have a, we have a rookie quarterback who looks pretty good, but he's, I don't think he's Mahomes. I think we went on the road 27-20. to 20. Twenty-seven twenty. So the, the, I just want to make one statement. Uh, Josh Allen is one of the three quarterbacks uh, lower rated than Case Keenum. <laughs> so this is, yeah, he arguably this is a battle. Had a better this, game. Is a, this is a battle of severely struggling quarterbacks. Well, we're not playing Josh um, Allen. We're playing uh, the USC quarterback. I'm not. I, I didn't mean to say Josh Allen. I meant to say Sam Darnold. Darnold. Sam, Darnold Sam Darnold is one of the three quarterbacks um, yeah his lower. first game was good his first game was good then he's regressed to being a rookie quarterback exactly he's i one say of the... we i say we win this game 27 14 28 40 i'll get that extra point i say we went 28 14 because as much if if pat mahomes struggled Sam Darnold's going to struggle if we if we use the same game plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Far worse. He's going to struggle a lot more than Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes has played us before, even though it was last year. But because um, Donald Darnold is not as mobile, um, might be a better thrower of the football, honestly. But I don't think this is going to be his first test with a with a legit defense and i think after this after that loss i mean they have to be pissed they have to be like you have to be fired up after basically taking down the best team besides the rams almost taking them down and you should have taken them down and you should have taken down the ravens 
I mean, we should go into New York and scorch the city. <laughs> just burn it down. Just scorch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, just scorch them. <laughs> I mean, like talk. I'm talking about the back of the, the newspaper where they always talk about the Jets because that's where they deserve to be on the back of the newspaper. Good lord. About how bad they got beat by the Broncos because if they don't show up, we're not a good team. I mean, we're already not that great of a team, but we have to make this. We have to have this win. It, it, it's a. It's a. This is more of a must win than I thought the Kansas City game was. You have to have this win this week. You lose. I think you have to have it because done. of the Kansas City game. Basically, yeah. Honestly, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, you lost the Kansas City game. You have to win this because, I mean, you're going against the Rams. I mean, yeah, their defense is good. Their offense is insane. Their offense is just as good, if not better, than KC. Who's? Oh, the Rams. The Rams. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to withhold my prediction, <laughs> um, just because, uh, probably very stupid, but just because uh, I am done predicting losses. For the first two games, we didn't make any formal predictions whatsoever, and we won both those games, so I'm just going to not predict, at least right now. And uh, I agree with you on that one, dude. Don't, and, don't say anything. And, and just watch the game, you know? Um and then, and then after this game, we'll have to see moving forward. Now we we cannot afford uh, moving forward. Casey Keenum, Case Keenum cannot afford to miss those kind of throws for the rest of the year. He's got to throw a touchdown, dude. He he cannot miss. He cannot afford to miss that throw, literally ever again. Not if he wants a career in the NFL, dude. No, he should never. If if now if he if he. Turns it around, starts starts um, you know making those throws and and keeping us in games or winning games for us, and I'm off obviously completely on board. I like Case Keenum as a guy. I can't. So I do can't, I. I, I. Great can't, dude. I can't overstate that enough. I love I love Case Keenum as a person, as a guy. Oh, for sure. Uh, and as a leader, but that is you literally cannot miss that throw, and you missed it in a division game at home that was gonna win the game. Period. And everyone wants to talk, like you were saying, about Demaryius Thomas and how, oh, he was he was only running halfway. You know, he was half running uh, part of that route and everything, which is it's complete BS. It's complete BS. And and just I know I already explained it to you guys, but just to put it on air, uh, the reason why that's BS is is because a receiver is taught to find the soft spots in the coverage, and there that was a too deep safety situation. Had a guy over the top. His job is to is to break free of the of the cornerback, which he did, and to find the spot with, with time, you know, with the correct timing with the quarterback, get into the spot in which it's open to where it's in front of the safety before the safety comes down, but it's behind the cornerback. That's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. Is the quarterback's job to hit the receiver in stride. You don't throw it as f- you don't throw it to uh to the how fast you think the guy can run you throw it how fast he is running 
so that it hits him in mm-hmm. stride. If he threw it how fast he was running, and, and Demarius Thomas is running full speed as soon as that ball snaps, then he's already hitting the safety by the time that, that uh, by the time that ball comes out, and that's obviously not what you want. That was that was just a bad throw. Period. Agreed. Um, as far as Sunday, we uh, we will, of course will be watching because we are. As much as we complain, we are fans uh, through and through, regardless Indeed. of uh, Indeed. win-loss record. So we will remain fans sure. even when we are struggling, as we did last year as well. <clears throat> we've been there. We've been there. We we've, we we're we're there for the str- we're there through the struggles as well. So, um, to the listeners, thank you all. Thank you all for joining us. Of course, you can uh, you can listen to us and subscribe to us on just about any of the major pat- platforms: Spotify, uh, Google Music, or Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, radio public overcast i mean any of the major ones um uh you can subscribe and listen to us on there and uh and we hope that you do we hope that you do and you give us some likes and some shares and and share us with uh other other broncos fans exactly if Uh, if you like our pod podcast tell a friend spread the good news tell a friend (laughs) all you gotta do is just tell a friend just tell a friend if you don't like our podcast, please still tell a friend. Tell a friend. Any publicity friend is good publicity like at this point. <laughs> and and don't forget yeah, well, and don't forget to support our sponsors because they make this show possible. Our sponsors oh, do make this show possible. Now the one weird thing about those sponsors is that we are that. <laughs> it's air. <laughs> Anyways, from Kevin, from Ian, from myself, we thank you for joining yep. us, and we hope that uh, you'll be. We'll be there listening. Subscribe next week. Have a good one. Later, guys.